This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. And so as I begin this afternoon, I just want to encourage somebody um, with a word of encouragement that the Lord gave me in the past few days. And I'm going to be talking about the royal priesthood as gatekeepers. And we know that we are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. And that the word of God says, he is worthy the lamp of God. For he was slain and he purchased man from every tribe, every people, every nation, every language unto God. And he made us into a kingdom of royal priests and we reign on earth. So this afternoon, I just want to encourage somebody because war is at the gates. That's what we learn in the word of God in the book of Judges. And it can be tiring that the Lord is and you can feel better at the gates, and it can be painful at the gates that the Lord has given you to man. Now, that may be your family. That may be the destiny of your children. That may be gatekeeper in the household that you work for. That may be gatekeeper at your workplace. That may be gatekeeper in the church that the Lord has assigned you to. You may be a gatekeeper for the nation in whatever department. I just want to encourage you But what Pastor Bonnie has always said to us that our purpose is far greater than our pain. And I've always resonated with that, but in the past two days I had a revelation of it, and I saw a scale where the scales were tipping towards purpose. So where the pain was about to overwhelm you, that you were thinking of abandoning the gates, that shift that was spoken about, there's a tipping point where the purpose is far greater than the pain. And this is where the word of God manifests that all things work together for good. For those who love the Lord according to the purposes that he has called us for. Amen. I hope you're encouraged. And so I just want to go ahead and um, share with you a few things um, regarding the issue of gatekeeping and our role as the royal priesthood as gatekeepers. Um, I'm just going to give you a little bit of an outline. So we're going to just talk a little bit about what is a gatekeeper, why royal priests are gatekeepers, um, and I'll give a few examples of gatekeepers, the attributes of a gatekeeper, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the watchman role and the gatekeeping role because there are some subtle differences. We can be both watchmen and gatekeepers in one area, you may be a watchman in another area, you may be a gatekeeper in one season, you may be a watchman in that area, in another season you may be a gatekeeper. And we're going to talk a little bit about the difference, hallelujah. And so I'm going to just go ahead and go to the word of God in Isaiah 22, 22. It is also part of the word of the year. And we know that it says, and the key of the house of David, I will lay upon his shoulder. He shall open and no one shall shut. He shall shut and no one shall shall open. That he is you and I. It is our responsibility by the authority that was purchased by the blood of the Lamb of God to reign by opening and shutting gates that the Lord has assigned us to. Hallelujah. And so what is a gatekeeper? And we want to start off by just going straight to the scripture. And I want us to go to 1 Chronicles 9 
in verse 1 to 27. I'm just going to read a little bit of it. And it says, all those chosen as gatekeepers, all those chosen as gatekeepers were 212. They were recorded by their genealogy in their villages. David and Samuel the seer had appointed them to their trusted office. And this is the emphasis that I want to make. That gatekeeping is by appointment, it's by assignment, and it is a trusted office. Hallelujah. And the precious blood of Yeshua was poured out that you and I may be able to execute and legislate at the gates. And it says, so they and their children were in charge of the gates of the house of the Lord, the house of the tabernacle by assignment. The gatekeepers were assigned to the four directions, the east, the west, the north, and the south. Hallelujah. So let's just go a little bit to definitions. What is a gatekeeper? A person whose job is to open and close a gate and to prevent people entering without permission. Someone who has the power to decide who gets particular resources and opportunities and who does not. A person who has charge of a gate and controls who may pass through it. And in the 20th century, they began to refer to gatekeeping as those individuals or bodies that decide whether a given message will be distributed by mass media or not. And I just want to uh, ride on what Pastor Pillay said in the morning about information versus revelation. We are a gatekeeper of the information that we come across. And if it is gossip, if it is slander, I should be able to rise up as the gatekeeper of the Lord and say, you shall not access through me. And put up my hand and say, stop in the name of Yeshua. You do not bring life and therefore you cannot enter. So in a way, we are information gatekeepers. And we need to discern by the word of the Lord because the Lord is the ultimate gatekeeper. Whether the information that comes to us passes through us or we stop it right there and preserve a life. Hallelujah. So every domain has a gatekeeper at various levels. And so why are royal priests gatekeepers? The royal priest, the king of kings, the high priest according to the order of Melchizedek, our Lord Yeshua, is the ultimate gatekeeper. In Revelation 3, verse 7, we are told that he, the Holy One, the true one is the only one that opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. We partake of that grace by his delegation through the access that we get by the blood of the Lamb. And so the royal priesthood has authority over the gates on earth and we can only reign on earth according to Revelation 5, 9, 10 if we man the gates effectively. David and Samuel are a picture of the royal priesthood and they established the gatekeeping office as an office of trust. And King David had a revelation of this royal priesthood. He was a king, but he operated as a priest and nothing happened to him. He functioned 
in the anointing of a royal priest. He ate the bread that was meant for priests because he understood. When another king tried to act in the office of a priest, leprosy happened. And so it's got to be by revelation and it's got to be by wisdom. So could the key of David be revelation of one's authority in Christ as a royal priest? What is the key of David? Because we learn about it in Isaiah 22, 22, and it's repeated in Revelations 3, 7, and 8. Could it be the revelation of one's royal priest status in Christ and hence the authority to open and no one can shut, to shut and no one can open? David had that key. He operated in that. And if one has the key, it follows they are the gatekeeper. They determine when the, when the gate is open. They determine when the gate is shut. And so as a royal priesthood, the question today is, are we walking in that role? And I want to be honest a little bit. When this was dropped in my spirit, I was busy praying like Pastor Nikki said, being at the altar, humming a tune, thinking that I had it all together. And the Holy Spirit said to me, there's chaos at your gates. And I, I said, that surely can't be the Holy Spirit. I watch at the gates. Uh, it took me a day. I sent one message of encouragement to my family members that had been shared on the church platform. And the chaos at the gates was revealed. And the Lord began to remind me that I told you to pray about these matters. And you did as a watchman. You blew the trumpet, but you did not stand at the gate to say you cannot come through on account of the word of God, David. And so that took me on a journey. And I said, how can they be a pastor? Gets. And Pastor Nikki would remember because I went and I cried and I said, Pastor, there's just so much chaos. <laughs> so let's talk about the gatekeepers. And it is my prayer today that our eyes will be open to see the gates that we're supposed to be manning. And perhaps maybe like me, there's chaos at your gates and you don't even know it. And maybe you don't even know they are your gates to man. It is my prayer today that the Holy Spirit would quicken us to the gates that we are assigned to. And so I'm going to use the acronym Royal Priesthood, and I'll focus on a few key roles. This is not an exhaustive list. I want to start off with remote gatekeepers. The Battle of Amalek. Moses chose Joshua and the men to go into battle. He went up the hill with Aaron and you, and lifted up the road of the Lord. And like Pastor Tom said last night, when his hands was up and the road was up, defeat came, um, victory came through the gates of Israel. When his hands were down, defeat came through the gates of Israel. So who was the gatekeeper of the battle of Amalek? More of going 
was a remote gatekeeper of that battle. And instead of going off to bed and saying, I have assigned the men to go to battle, he went up the hill and lifted up the road of the Lord. Maybe you are not seated in that chair. You don't have to be physically present in a place to be an effective gatekeeper. Perhaps you're thinking, but I've left that organization. I am no longer the one in charge. Well, has the ultimate gatekeeper released you from mandating your priestly role at that gate? Is it possible that the chaos that we are seeing in certain areas and certain gates is because the gatekeepers have gone to bed and left Joshua and the men to fight by themselves and yet this is the kind of gate that requires you to be lifting up your hands, to be letting out the rod of the Lord which is the word of God and to be speaking the word of God and manning that gate effectively. That was my situation. I was like, well, but I have directed them to prayers. I have sent the daily Bible reading and I have reminded them. He said, hey, that's a watchman role. In this particular case, you are a gatekeeper. And so, Jeremiah didn't go to, to Babylon. He remained in Jerusalem. But he was still manning the gates of Israel. Jeremiah 29.7, he, he sent a letter and he said, the Lord said, pray for the city that you have been taken captive. Why? Because the Lord had told him, I have given you oversight over the nations. To uproot, to pull down, to overthrow, and to destroy. He did not have to be in Babylon to effectively man the gate of the nation of Israel in that season. The Apostle Paul, we still benefit from his letters today. He's not here. He wasn't in Corinth. He wasn't in Ephesus. But he still manned the gates and he gave instruction and says, I hear from the house of Chloe that this is happening and this must not happen. Shut the door like this. Shut the gate like this. Do this. Do that. A man who understood his gatekeeping role. Yes, there were, there were leaders who were there, but he understood his role as an oversight gatekeeper, as a remote gatekeeper. We're going to talk about a man called Rhys Howells, oversight gatekeepers. Sometimes on-duty gatekeepers are either incapacitators, so on-duty gatekeepers are the ones that are on ground, like Joshua was on the ground. But sometimes they're overwhelmed, sometimes they're incapacitated, sometimes they just drop the ball. But Phineas, we read about him in Numbers 25, 6, 8. People were weeping at the tent that God may stop the plague. Guess who Phineas was? He was the one who had overall oversight over the gatekeepers. This man comes in with a Midianite woman and goes through the chambers while people are ministering to God at the tent meeting. Moses was there. Aaron was there, Eliezer was there, but the Bible says when Phineas saw this, he arose. Why? He understood that he was ultimately the gatekeeper of what happens in the temple of the Lord. And at that point, everybody was supposed to be at the tent praying and asking God for mercy. Meanwhile, this guy was taking this woman into the chambers. He arose with a spear. 
and he stopped the plague. And God gave him a covenant for generations. He understood that though Moses was there, though Aaron was there, though Eliezer was there, he was the oversight gatekeeper when it came to matters to do with the tent. And as pastor was saying, it is not the duty of pastor to come and tell my child to study. I am the gatekeeper for Munyasha and Ishevanesu. Hallelujah. Praise be to the living God. Yielding gatekeepers versus yo-yo gatekeepers. You know, I was amazed to see when I was reading, Joseph, the father of our Lord, did not say, unless I missed something in the word, didn't say a single word. No word of him recorded. But he was a yielding gatekeeper. The angel of the Lord came and said, do not, do not, do not divorce Mary. Mary, he yielded. He said, rise and take the child to Egypt. He yielded. Come back. He yielded. He was the gatekeeper of nations, you and I today, and he did not say a word. Not a single word, a yielding gatekeeper. Hallelujah. Assigning or appointing gatekeepers. David and Samuel were the ones responsible for assigning and appointing the gatekeepers. Daniel assigned and said to the king, may Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be at these gates. Moses assigned Joshua. Deborah called on to Barak. Nehemiah. All these were assigning. So if you are the one who is choosing that person to work in your household, to work in your place, or for if you are part of an interview panel, you are a gatekeeper. Because whom you choose to come into that place will determine what goes in and what goes out of that gate. Lead gatekeepers. Daniel. Daniel 2 verse 48 and 511. Joseph. Joshua. And lead gatekeepers have an understanding of their gates. On account of the position, he allowed famine through the gates of Israel by killing the Gibeonites. David, by prayer and revelation and wisdom, shut the gates to famine on account of the same position. Military commanders, Joab, Benaiah, he was the leader of the presidential guard, the royal guard. He was the gatekeeper over the security of the king. Is it surprising that he's the one who established the reign of Solomon? He understood that he was the gatekeeper when it came to matters of the king and his throne. It was Benaiah. It wasn't Joab, and he took up his responsibility. Mordecai, Haman, government officials, opened the gate of genocide on account of his position. So when the Bible says pray for kings and those in positions of authority and responsibility, that we may live a peaceable and quiet life, let us not take it for granted. By virtue of position, they are gatekeepers. They will open up a gate of genocide. If the royal priesthood doesn't rise up and understand its oversight role to watch over the nations, to uproot, to pull down, to overthrow, to destroy, and to plant, and to build, and to say, yes, you may be king, but the word of God says, and therefore we have oversight over what happens in the nation. Hallelujah. Servants of God goes without saying. Aaron and his sons, Moses, Elijah, Elisha. 
Nathan, Gad, approached the king and told him, what you've done is wrong. Because he was a gatekeeper. And even if it meant speaking up to authority. Peter, Paul, the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the evangelists, the pastors, household servants, one of my favorites. Naaman's maid says, would be my Lord. Guess what she let in? When Naaman came back from Israel, he carried the soil of Israel and said, I will worship the God of Israel. That little maid, she was a gatekeeper who understood if I don't want idolatry in this household, I better stand at the gate and speak to madam. And she didn't go to Naaman. You need to understand the gate. She was the maidservant of Naaman's wife. But what came through the gates of the household was never was the worship of the holy God. On account, there is no excuse. You don't have to have all these accolades to be the gatekeeper God has called you to be. Eliezer of Damascus. The Lord gave a promise to Abraham and said, I'll make you father of nations. Guess who was the gatekeeper to make sure that the seed came through the right lineage? It was Eliezer of Damascus. The gatekeeper who went by the wall and says, the God of my master. And in came Rebecca versus the Hittite women. Oh, saints, I hope somebody today is awakening to their role as a gatekeeper. And you may be thinking, but what about now? There are some modern gatekeepers. May I have my next slide, please? that I want us to talk about family, as a mother, as a father, as a brother, as a sister. Ah, Miriam, she watched over Moses and said to Aaron's daughter, would you like me to find you a nice gatekeeper for the nation of Israel? As a little child, Jochebed and the husband, because the child was beautiful, they hid him. Gatekeepers for the nation and the vision of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to highlight a few modern examples. There are many gatekeepers I could have gone on to. The list is not exhaustive. But I hope I've provoked somebody to have an understanding of their role as a gatekeeper wherever you are. What's coming in and what's coming out of that gate is dependent on whether we are seated at that gate and taking a posture of an effective gatekeeper. There was a woman. She stood at the gate of America and preserved a whole generation. When a wonder drug called thalidomide was introduced for morning sickness, she stood and she said, I don't understand this. The evidence is not quite right. I am not sure about this. America, she was a gatekeeper within the FDA, and she said, America is not going to do it. Guess what happened to the other nations? We started having what we call thalidomide babies. Babies born with defects. But on account of that woman, the babies of America in that generation were preserved. Hallelujah. Reese Howells, he ministered here as a missionary around 1915. He's a man of God. Pastor Tom has spoken about him before. 
And way back, God gave him a vision to start a Bible college in Wales. And God told him the gospel to every creature. We like quoting that, that, we like quoting that scripture. Can I get to that slide, please? But Rhys Howells and his students went on their knees and they began to pray because World War II and Nazi Germany had become an obstacle to the gospel to every creature. And particularly, there's a battle called the Battle of Dunkirk. If you love history, you can go and Google it up. The Battle of Dunkirk stands in history. And even the generals afterwards, they say, you had a sense that there was a divine intervention. It was in the journal of Rhys Howells. He prayed and said, I have a sense God has said something has been done today. And there was a miracle. Men were rescued. That could never have been rescued. May 27, 245, it was in the journal of a man of God. Was he at battle? Was he a general? No, he was at his Bible college on his knees praying around the battle of Dunkirk. And then the headlines came and said, miracle of Dunkirk in the media. 338,000 soldiers. And there they were saying, you had a sense there was divine intervention. There was. We don't have to get the glory. But we need to understand our gatekeeping. There was a general, and I know historians say a lot about them. Remember, none of us are perfect. Remember, there was chaos at my gates. So this is not about condemnation. But General Patton, George Patton, one day he asked Chaplin, he was a general, and he was known to be a general. But one day he asked Chaplin, how much prayer is being done in the third army? Royal priest. And then uh, you, me and I sit here and think, oh, because I'm sitting in this position, I cannot be showing that I'm a Christian. And I just put on my royal robes. And how much praying is happening in the third army? General Patton. And, he's, and they said, and the chaplain said, oh, no, we are praying. He says, no, no, I'm not asking about the chaplains. I'm asking about every soldier. How much praying is happening? Next slide. And he said, write a letter and tell the soldiers that they have to pray. Did they not have guns? Did they not have all that armory? They did. In that moment, he operated in the royal priest anointing. In that moment. And so don't misquote me. There's not everything that he did right, just like not I. You and I haven't done everything right. I want to. And so even as I bring to a close, let me go to the next slide. I want to talk about the attributes of the, an effective gatekeeper. And Daniel is one such. Daniel was responsible. All that. And he understood even after he had the accolades and people. He still went back to the gate. In spite of having elevated, he remained at the gate of the king. Mordecai did the same thing. I want to talk about the differences between a watchman and a gatekeeper. And there's got to be synergy first in the inside of us between my watchman role and my gatekeeping role. I've got to know when to blow the trumpet and when to stand at the gates and fight. Because at the gate... There's war. As a watchman, I'm on the tour and I'm blowing the trumpet. A watchman watches and warns. 
His post is the watchtower on the wall, and his main weapon is the trumpet. The gatekeeper also watches, but he interrogates, he judges, and ultimately controls the access. Needs spiritual biometry to determine what goes through those gates. And the gatekeeper must be prepared to war with wisdom and revelation to defend when necessary. His main weapon is the gate key. To lock and nobody comes in. To open and people come in. And like I said, I can be a watchman in one sphere and a gatekeeper in another. And in the next moment, I can be a gatekeeper in that very same. This is what Pastor Tom said last night, that in the promised land, it's not routine. You've got to hear what the voice of the sun is saying every single moment. We were doing prayers at home, on our, and we've got this, 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 this habit, uh, this tradition of praying for nations, because I don't want to go to a nation where I've never sown a prayer. So in case I end up in any nation, there's got to be a word of prayer sown for that nation. And one of my sons says, and so we pray for nations, but one of my sons says, I want to pray for Barcelona. So me being the clever mom, I'm like, but Barcelona is a city, it's not a country. He says, I want to pray for Barcelona. Later, I go and call a colleague whom I was very concerned about in terms of their relationship with Christ. And, I th and I'm thinking they're in South Africa because that's where they stay. And, then I'm, and this is the days of the bombing. And then I said, so in South Africa? He's like, no, I'm not in South Africa. I am in Barcelona. <laughs> Clever mom at pastor and wisdom of use it. Spain is the country. Barcelona is the city. <laughs> And my son says, I want to pray for Barcelona. And yet there was a colleague of mine in trouble. I want to go to the next slide. We need to be discerning. And what if there are no gates? And what if there are no walls? We go back to Nehemiah. The walls will have to be rebuilt. The gates have to be reestablished. Because the gatekeeper cannot be effective when there are no walls and when there are no gates. We've got to do that and we've got to discern, are there, are there walls in this situation? Have the boundaries been set? The next slide. I want us, even as we are coming to an end, you know, the Lord once rebuked me and said, in order for you to be effective as a gatekeeper, you've got to operate in the royal priest's anointing. He says, but you love glittery things. You take the royal bit, royal robes, crown, scepter, throne. He says, if you are to function as a gatekeeper at my gates, you have to execute the full mandate as a royal priesthood. You want to wear the crown? You've got to put on the turban. You want to sit on the throne and man the gates? You've got to be at the altar. You want the scepter? You've got to raise the road. The signet ring? You've got to carry the effort. Love the Lord's people. The royal robe? The priestly garment has to be put on. Shall we rise to our feet? We want to pray this afternoon.
that our eyes would be open to see the gates. May I have the thank you slide? To see the gates that were supposed in the word of the year. Pastor Tom says, this is a season when God wants to reestablish order at the gates. There's a transition at the gates and there's a judgment against false gatekeepers and the Lord is establishing His gatekeepers. And so this afternoon, royal priests, that our eyes would be open. If you are functioning as a royal priest, the roar of the lion has to be heard because it's the lion of the tribe of Judah. But the meekness of the lamb has to come out. The lamb, the lion, the roar, the meekness, the king, the priest, the humility, the treasure of all graces. May the Lord open up our eyes this afternoon. Father, we pray this afternoon. We lift up your praise that we may have a revelation of the gates that you have called us to. Lord, when there is chaos at the gates, because we have not understood, Father, where we have wrought, when we should have been like the Lamb, where we have just chosen the royal garments instead of the priestly garments. Father, today open up our eyes. Worthy are you, Lamb of God, for you were slain, and by your blood you purchased men from every tribe. of royal priests and we reign on earth. Father, will you re-establish order at the gates? Will the gatekeepers take their positions at the gates? Will you open up our eyes to the chaos at our gates? Father, will we be humble this afternoon to take up the position at the gates in the name of Yeshua? Ah, that we may behold your glory. You are the ultimate gatekeeper. You are the ultimate gatekeeper, oh God. Thank you. 
we enter his gates with thanksgiving and attitude of gratitude we cannot man at the gates without a thankful heart thank you Lord is the password and so we thank the Lord for his blood because it gives us access to shut out those things in the camp that hinder the purposes of God and to open wide the gates to the King of glory. Open up your gates. Open up your age abiding gates. Let the King of glory enter. Who is the King of glory? He's the Lord of hosts. He's the Lord Almighty. And all glory and honor belongs to Him. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.